Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Make sure to go to timcast.com. Click join us and become a member to support this podcast and all the work we do. And you'll get access to exclusive uncensored segments from Timcast IRL and way more. Now, let's jump into the first story. Steven Crowder yesterday published portions of the Nashville Manifesto, helping us understand the motivations behind why this individual took the lives of these children and faculty members in Nashville. And what we learned was that anti-white hatred was a component. Now, it is believed there's more to this story, that there's more to this manifesto. And I'm not quite sure if Crowder will be releasing more information, but he is saying, stay tuned to what we uh, to, to see what we put out today. The big news, however, the censorship industrial complex, the government ties to it, and how the government is actively subverting our First and Second Amendment rights. That's right. Second Amendment is right in there. The latest news, YouTube removes Steven Crowder's reporting on trans Nashville shooter manifesto claiming violation of violent criminal organizations policy. Fascinating. And what is this about? <clears throat> well, to be honest, I can never tell you definitively. I can give you my opinions. What we have here is a component in a story about the suppression of the First Amendment. Yesterday, it was also widely reported. The GOP came out with an assessment of the weaponization on the weaponization committee. Big tech colluding with government to censor many prominent anti-establishment figures. Now, they say conservative. And it's interesting because uh, I was one of these individuals that was targeted by this organization. And I'll show you that evidence. And uh, it looks like the, the intent was su- to suppress information. We're seeing it now. The larger component here. Why would they want to suppress information on the motivation of this shooter? I believe it's because by controlling the narrative around DEI and far leftist ideology, they can push this towards the guns. Ladies and gentlemen, today uh, I am proud to announce the release of infringed on TimCast.com. Go to TimCast.com to watch the documentary by Lauren Southern and John Dutois discussing, breaking down the issue of gun rights in America. And it discusses these tragedies. You see, here's what happens. The issue at hand that many of us have been discussing has been institutions promoting violence, promoting racial segregation, promoting tribal hatred and extremism. And they have been censoring us the entire time. We've discovered this. I mean, the story breaks in 2016 when it was reported by Gizmodo that Facebook was removing information from conservative sources. With this story now about the uh, manifesto in Nashville, the portions of it we've received, we can see that this extremist far left ideology, critical race theory and its other uh, deep components of which I believe general Marxist critical theory plays a big role in this was the motivating factor as to why this individual committed these acts. Sans this explanation, the media reports 
it, it, nothing. And, and the, per, the leftist per personalities, I shouldn't say leftist, the liberal personalities on TV say it's the guns. The reality? It's the DEI narrative of critical race theory that motivated this psychotic individual. It is extremist identitarianism. So go to TimCast.com, watch the documentary. It is absolutely fantastic. Some of the best work, I might say, from Lauren Southern and John Dutois. And we're really excited about this. They'll be joining us tonight to talk about what's going on. But I think it's important to understand that what we're seeing here with this story, the censorship of Steven Crowder, what Crowder did is some of the most important investigative journalism we've seen this year breaking down what is happening in this country and why. How do we solve our problems if we don't know what the problems are? YouTube says you are not allowed to report this. Absolutely fascinating. Now, you may be asking yourselves, oh, hold on there, Tim. Your video is up. You break this down. You explain it. Yes, I am giving you my, let's just call it auditory opinion on the matter. I'm not actually showing you the hard documents. This is, I often say this, the goal of my show is to discuss my thoughts on the news, present you the information, try and fact check things. But I'm not breaking the story and showing the manifesto. I say, go watch Steven Crowder for this stuff. Steven Crowder gets the video removed from YouTube and images removed. I don't know if it was their post, but Facebook also censored this. They are suppressing the right of independent media to do investigative journalism. It is the right of individuals to share this information that is of the utmost public importance and is newsworthy. And I think they're doing it because they want to, uh, one, they're outright silencing you. The GOP has, has proven this now, and I'll go through that report as well. But they also want to take away your right to keep and bear arms. They want to control the narrative. That's why this manifesto was suppressed. They keep saying it's the guns. It's the guns. It's not. In fact, I think it's fair to say we discussed this last night on Timcast IRL. A lot of people on the right say it's the SSRIs. It's the it's the mind altering drugs. And I don't think that's true either. I really don't. Tens of millions of people are prescribed medication and they are not this. What I think we see here is there are disturbed individuals who are violent. We need to, to stop them. But it's not guns. It's not drugs. It is some people are just unwell and we need to figure out how to stop them. But they don't want it. They don't want the narrative to be that. Look, a centralized security state may not be able to protect you. They want the narrative to be hand over your right to keep and bear arms. The Postmillennial reports Stephen Crowder dropped a bombshell on Loud with Crowder on Monday morning, making pub, uh, public pages from what's become known as the Nashville Shooters Manifesto. He showed pages from that alleged manifesto. It's not alleged anymore. I don't, they're saying alleged, but we have confirmation. Postmillennial even reported this. And uh, a local uh, government is saying they're wondering how these images got out. In fact, in the images, it looks like these are photographs collected from the scene where you can see someone wearing the purple gloves, probably collecting evidence. After he had the photographs of three handwritten sheets of loose leaf paper, YouTube took it down, sending a message to Crowder, which he shared on free speech platform X. I love that. We wanted to let you know our team reviewed your content and we think it violates our violent criminal organization's policy. YouTube said, conflating the release of primary source information obtained by an investigative journalist and an actual crime syndicate. We know you may not have realized this is a violation of our policies, so we're not applying a strike to your channel. However, we have removed the following content from YouTube and the list and, and the listed and the listed copy editor guys and listed the shocking episode containing details about the shooter's motivations delisted, I, I believe they meant to say. 
And uh, even a FOIA request could not spring loose from the, from an FBI and police department, blah, 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 blah. Hale stole the lives of three children and three adult faculty members at the school uh, after breaking in an opening fire. We realize this may be disappointing news, YouTube explained, but it's our job to make sure that YouTube is a safe place for all. If you think we've made a mistake, you can appeal this decision. You can find more decisions below. I want to stress this. You may have noticed that my videos, everything's blurred. The uh, I don't show the manifesto. Let's uh, increase the blur level just for safety there. And uh, I blur these images. You know, look, I don't have any privy information as to what YouTube's policies are or are not going to be. And I think it's entirely possible my video and this video may be taken down for the exact same thing. It is strange to me that I can read and explain what it was about. And the video stays up. I think it's specifically because Crowder showed it. That's the only, only explanation. Or they haven't removed my videos yet. But uh, I'm sorry, my friends. I've got my lines and my limits. We must report on these stories. This is one of the biggest stories of the year broken by Steven Crowder. And what? What's going to happen when local news affiliates begin showing the manifesto because it's confirmed now, then Facebook and YouTube will allow it probably. But this is the machine. We have this story from yesterday. Facebook censors Nashville shooter manifesto. Your post may go against our community standards. And it's exactly what we saw with the Hunter Biden laptop. This is the dirty game they play. Corrupt individuals in big tech and government suppress real information, information that you need to better understand your rights. Why? They want to own you. You have owners. That's what George Carlin said. They own you. It's a bold statement uh, from Carlin. A bit, uh, a bit heavy, a bit heavy. I want to make sure I get this in so you can see local media outlet confirms the manifesto pages are authentic. I want to make sure that's shown. Fox 17 confirmed through a source the pages are authentic. We've got, uh, <coughs> excuse me, this story here. Nashville mayor's office is investigating. The image is leaked, wondering how it could have happened, which is a tacit confirmation. They said, wait, wait, wait a minute. These are the actual images from evidence. How did this happen? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This information is extremely important. So why? Why has it been censored by these uh, by these outlets, by big tech? Remember the Hunter Biden laptop story, my friends? The Hunter Biden laptop story. 2020. It was true. It was an October surprise. It is what it is. And we are learning more and more every day about the shady business dealings of Joe Biden. We have uh, let me let me pull up this one for you from Politico. Hunter Biden's story is Russian disinfo. Dozens of former Intel officials say fake news. They lied. Why? Because they did not want you, the American people, to be adequately and accurately informed as to the individuals running for the highest office in this country. They wanted to trick you into voting for a corrupt individual who would serve their interests. It's criminal. 
It is seditious. Yet we are watching it in real time. And when they come out and they say that Joe Biden is, he was lying about this. More evidence, cash payments. Understand. This is a deeply corrupt individual with hard evidence of corruption and ties to shady foreign business deals. And former intelligence officials lied over and over again. And with their allies at big tech and in the media suppressed a major story. Why? To suppress your rights. And this is exactly what we are seeing right now. In fact, I will say this. The reporting that we are getting over all of this is the biggest story, maybe the biggest domestic story of the year. Because what are we learning? A seditious conspiracy. Efforts. Look at this story from the post-millennial. President Trump, Jack Posobiec, Charlie Kirk, prominent conservatives censored on social media during 2020 election. New bombshell House report reveals facts, facts, facts. We know it. Lawsuit after lawsuit. Revelation. All of this ties together. There is an illicit, unconstitutional and seditious conspiracy between the federal government and big tech corporations probably news media, to lie, cheat and steal, to trick you into giving up your rights or to suppressing your rights or voting in criminals and corrupt individuals. The story today, Stephen Crowder's First Amendment rights suppressed on YouTube. Why? Highly dubious. They'll say, but it's a private company. YouTube can do whatever they want. Why did local government lie about the manifesto? They said it was incoherent ramblings. No real motivation. Now we know anti-white propaganda. This is overt suppression of our First Amendment rights, the right of news media to report. And with a suspension of Stephen Crowder, or I should say the, the banning of this video, this is a direct attack on the First Amendment. Now, does this mean that uh, YouTube and Facebook teamed up with government for this specific banning? I don't know. What we do know from the GOP is that They did. They've done this. Non-public documents and information from Stanford. Basically, how did it work? It's really simple. The federal government had this network. They would send information to big tech and big tech would comply. Big tech was having regular meetings. In fact, I think Elon Musk even said that Twitter was functioning as a tool of the state. Suppression of Republicans was 10 times heavier than Democrats. They want to take away your right to free speech. And when they take away these stories and ban them on the on the on the motivations of the of the Nashville shooter. What we learn, as I stated earlier, the cause of this, the extremist ideology, anti-white, and it's also about Marxist theory. The shooter was saying that they uh, she did not like the white privileged kids, but also talked about their fancy private schools and fancy khakis. It was an oppressed versus oppressor oppressor narrative. This is the narrative they want. This is the narrative they push, the Marxist narrative. They also want to be able to take away from the public sphere discussions about the dangers of this extremist ideology. And they want to put the focus on guns to take away your right to keep and bear arms. Go to TimCast.com front page. Lauren Southern's infringed. Watch it today. I want to stress this for all of you. People are saying, you know, uh, Daily Wire saw this with what is a woman. People are like, make it free, make it free. 
It costs a lot of money to make these, and we're going to make more. And you know what else we're doing? When you go to TimCast.com and you sign up to become a member right now, and you watch this documentary, I'm going to make sure this is very clear for all of you. How do I personally make money? The pay that I receive comes almost exclusively from this show and only the ad revenue. The amount I pay myself is covered only by my Tim Pool Daily Show morning videos. The podcast version and these videos, that's that that's my take home. I produce all of these on my own almost entirely. There's a little bit of help here and there because it's, you know, there's always a bleed through and a shout out to the crew. But Timcast.com membership, it's funding the crew. It's paying for these documentaries. And we are going to go ham on marketing for this. I believe in the right to keep in bare arms and defend yourself. Why? What we learn from these stories, like in Nashville, is that, look, man, I appreciate to a degree a centralized security apparatus, police and law enforcement, judges listening and trying to determine what is and what isn't so we can be fair. Not perfect. Law enforcement trying to be trying to be neutral arbiters in conflict that we see in the streets and rushing in like we saw these officers in Nashville, rushing into danger and stopping a violent, violent mass murderer. But there has to be a degree of responsibility on the individual. So we cannot hyper centralize security. Otherwise, you get these things. The data shows it. The membership at TimCast.com helps fund these documentaries and the marketing apparatus behind it. We are running ads on YouTube. We're going to be running ads on YouTube, Facebook, X across the board, promoting this documentary. So that means each and every cent that we pay to run these ads are also defending and supporting and promoting the right to keep and bear arms. That's what a Timcast membership is. That's why we made this documentary. They're trying to censor us. Here's the report. Let me give you a little bit of information from the post-millennial. In a startling revelation, U.S. Rep. Jim Jordan of Ohio has revealed a concerted effort involving the federal government, purported disinformation experts from academic institutions, big tech companies, and other parties collaborating through the Election Integrity Partnership to monitor and suppress American citizens' freedom of speech during the 2020 election. The House report entitled The Weaponization of Disinformation Pseudo-Experts and Bureaucrats, how the federal government partnered with universities to censor Americans' political speech. Here you go. This is a a snippet from my Wikipedia page, and it says a report from the Election Integrity Partnership said that Poole, that's me, was a super spreader of fake news surrounding voter fraud before and after the 2020 U.S. presidential election. Did they say what that uh, what that fake news was? They don't. They don't. And so there's just an opinion. There's no statement of fact. What am I supposed to say to that? This is the dirty game they play. Why? You see, the reason they targeted me was because during 2020, before the election and during the lawsuit cycle, I stated that there were here are the questions being presented and here are the arguments from Trump. Here are the arguments against. That meant a narrative emerged showing a fair view of what the right and the left were arguing in court. And my position It must be heard in court. I stated the moment Joe Biden was declared the winner that Trump lost. I stated every single time these these fraud narratives, these these they're they're absurd. They're over the top. But what did I actually push back on? When Donald Trump and his team were filing lawsuits, I said, here are the lawsuits and here are their claims. Wow. If that's true, a judge needs to answer for these. 
The narrative run by the media was that Trump lost every court case. It's not correct. Most of these court cases were dismissed on standing, which meant the courts never heard the merit. What does that mean? The judge said, you, you can't file this lawsuit. That's it. Did the judge say, actually, Trump was wrong? No. On the merits, actually, Trump's legal team won many of them. And then they argued, but each individual case did not mean enough to affect the outcome of an election. I'm not saying Trump was correct, but you had Texas v. Pennsylvania, a major national level lawsuit involving, I believe, 48 states. And the Supreme Court said, we don't care. So for this, oh, no, no, Tim Pool's fake news. He's fake news. Uh oh, all of my reporting is NewsGuard certified. And NewsGuard, I think, is biased, but it's their official, their, their, their official assessment of what's true or what's not. That's the, 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 the way to judge it, I guess. They give the New York Times, CNN, all of them, they get these great scores. Despite the fact they publish fake news, too. And that's it. That's the bias in, in, in the system. But also, I say, OK, let's play your game. I'll use your sources. And they still lie. This is the important thing about what we are doing and what we must do. I want to give the utmost shout out to Steven Crowder and his team. This is tremendous work. Some of the most important investigative journalism that was done. Steven Crowder's team vetted this information. And I and many others said, we're going to need more. Con- do we have more confirmation on this? A single source is not perfect. People can be hoaxed. But guess what? Local Fox 17 confirms his authenticity. Local government is scrambling. Crowder nailed it. And so they suppress him. Shout out to Mug Club and Mug Club members and everybody who became a member to support Crowder and made all of that possible. And I'll say this right now. We at Timcast, we may not be breaking massive stories like that, though we have broken our share of stories where we can. We are producing documentaries and expanding and fighting, fighting for uh, culture. So I really, really do want to shout out today as we have just launched Lauren Southern's Infringed, a documentary breaking down these tragic events, explaining gun laws and gun rights. Go to TimCast.com, become a member. And I will say it again. I do well for myself. I do. But when I pay myself, it comes from me producing almost entirely on my own, 99%, these morning segments and the morning podcast. It generates ad revenue. And that's it. That money pays me, pays my salary. When you become a member at TimCast.com, what does that money do? Pays for the crew, for the infrastructure, the staff, and the profits generated go towards building culture. Our coffee shop project, documentaries like this is our second documentary. Our first game of money discusses the Fed and the financial system. And now we have a documentary breaking down gun rights, and we are going to be dumping money into marketing. I'll tell you this. Hopefully the marketing makes more people sign up. We get bigger. We will make more documentaries. We will make more shows. We will push back and we will win that culture war. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right now, as I've shown you, 
Jack Posobiec, Trump, Trump Jr., Charlie Kirk, the Babylon Bee, Dave Rubin, all of these people were targeted, Candace Owens, with government suppression. To what degree they targeted me? I know they lied about what I was put out to discredit my work and the work of my team. How do we fight back? Well, of course, you've got great people like Tom Fitton. They all they targeted him as well. And Judicial Watch filing their lawsuits. You've got the GOP uh, uh, government uh, over uh, overwatch to the best of their abilities. Watchdog what they're doing. And then you have pushing back directly your support of Steven Crowder, your support. I know they're at odds of The Daily Wire, your support of TimCast.com. They cannot stop us. This is what I say about uh, TimCast IRL. People often tell us that even though they watch every single day, 8 p.m. live, youtube.com slash TimCast IRL, YouTube won't, won't notify them. They don't get the notification emails. They don't get notified on YouTube, even though they've subscribed, hit the little bell. Some people say they go to the page and the live video isn't even there, despite the fact we are live. This is them actively trying to stop us. But you know what? You can use an algorithm to suppress. You can try. But in spite of all of that, we succeed. When you share, when you donate, when you just watch, they cannot shut it down. Now, of course, they can delete the video from Steven Crowder. So what does he do? He's on Rumble, baby. And I want to stress this to everybody. All of our videos are on Rumble, too. In fact, we use Rumble infrastructure for everything. So let me stress this point, too. Look, man, we are going to win this one. We are exposing them every single day. And I don't mean just Tim Cast. I mean Steven Crowder. And again, I know they're at odds, but the Daily Wire, the Rumble team, shout out to Chris Pavlovsky and everything he has built, Dan Bongino, Charlie Kirk, and everyone behind what Rumble's working on. And I will tell you this. Go to TimCast.com, click join us, and what do you see? What do you see? When you become a member, we use Parallel Economy. What is that? It's a financial transaction service that facilitates your $10 between you and TimCast. They are censorship resistant. I'd say proof, but I don't think anyone's perfect. But this is a Dan Bongino. I I believe Dan Bongino is a big investor in this. Rumble is a big investor in this. We are building that parallel economy. Public Square, download their app. They've sponsored TimCast in the past, sponsored our live event. We are doing everything, everything to win this one. And I think we're going to. And what happens when we do? Your life will get better. This country's future will get better. The lives of your children will be better. They want control. It's all that matters. They want you living in the pod and eating the bugs. Why? What does it mean to be all about money? Do I care about money? I don't. It's one thing you never tell any of your investors, but we don't have the only investors we actually have are technically just the members. But let me tell you. Money is access. Money is power. Money is freedom. There's a lot of things that it does. And what can it do? No amount of suppression and censorship can stop you if you have influence. So what do they try to do? It wasn't enough. Money wasn't enough. They could buy you out. But some people would say, absolutely not. My principles, my morals are not for sale. So they would suppress and censor. That's what they're doing now. And then what happens? People like Dan Bongino, Charlie Kirk, Chris Pavlovsky, they build rumble. 
Dave Rubin builds locals, Rumble integrates, and the parallel economy expands. Michael Seifert and his team at Public Square create the anti-Amazon, where you can see all the companies in your area that support your values because they can't control us. And they'll try. But I think they're going to lose the more and more they do. I, I can tell you this. We are a ragtag bunch here at Timcast. We are not the polished machine that is the Daily Wire. We are not the staunch, large, entertaining, conservative show like Louder with Crowder, but we are what we are. We've got the uh, uh, typically the largest live show Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. Each and every one of us has our massive successes. The Daily Wire is about 20 to 30 times bigger than we are, but we are doing what we can to ensure that while we may disagree, your rights, our rights will be protected. And um, let me just say, it's looking good and it's looking bright for our future. The hard work of Steven Crowder and his team has just broken one of his major stories. The slim victory in 2022 has gotten us this information released. And now we're learning. Thanks in part to the efforts of all of the culture warriors, everyone I've met named already and many more. Shout out to everybody. Donald Trump is leading Joe Biden in five of six swing states. Biden voters are angry. Young voters are saying they're not coming out. You know, what's funny. The argument is that TikTok is promoting Palestine, pro-Palestine. Guess what? Joe Biden's pro-Israel. So the young people are saying they're not going to vote for Joe Biden. It may be that if we keep this up, we, we, we speak our minds, we build these machines, we may actually see that hard reform. And I'm not talking about the Republican Party. I don't like the Republican Party. No, I'm talking about Donald Trump, his revenge. I'm talking about Matt Gates. We need more Matt Gateses. Even Jenk Uger was talking about how he liked what Matt was doing in terms of challenging money and politics in the machine. This is what we need. And with the primary battles, with more America first, more populist candidates, I think we're going to win. And you know why we need to? This country is on the precipice of social collapse. Maybe it's already gone over. We're on the brink of World War Three, with escalation in the Middle East. And I'm hoping it can all be avoided. I'm hoping that by the end of next year, in just about one year's time, the news breaks that Donald Trump is elected. Russia simmers down saying we know that Trump is going to negotiate. The, the machine panics, the establishment panics, and they run for the hills. And this country starts to weed out the deep, deep corruption that we have seen. I'm hoping. And I think we can do it with your support. So shout out again to Stephen Crowder for breaking this news, his team. And I will say it. I will stress it. Go to TimCast.com. Click the link in the description below. Watch Infringed. Get informed. Share the documentary. Yeah, it's 10 bucks to be a member at TimCast.com. Maybe you can't go out and uh, be an activist. That's okay. Maybe you can't go out and protest in, in, in meat world, physical space. That's fine. Maybe you are too scared to speak up and share your views. It's unfortunate, and I wish you would. But at the very least, what I will say is this. It's not just about us. It's not just about any one, one player here. Do what you can. 10 bucks a month at TimCast.com, and we'll make these documentaries. And if you share them, it's powerful. 
But at the very least, you become a member. We will use your membership and your funding to win the culture war. You can also become a member of Mug Club. Shout out to Steven Crowder. You can also become a member at The Daily Wire. Hey, I know a lot of people are critical of Ben Shapiro's stance on war and Israel. A lot of people are critical of The Daily Wire. But I'm telling you, we are all going to disagree. What matters is we all are fighting for the right to speak freely our constitutional rights. And the last thing I want to say is because I'm all about the transparency. I I don't want to make it seem like I'm saying that I don't benefit from you being a member in terms of my personal income and net worth. That is not what I'm trying to say. Every project we do that builds this company up is valuable and increases the value of the company. So I do personally benefit from all of it. Understand that. I am am not trying to make it seem like we're a nonprofit here. No, no, no. We are a for-profit organization. But I, but I am sincere when I say I pay myself a rate based on, I believe, to be fair, slightly less than the revenue generated just from the morning show, because I feel like that's fair. I do this show. If I only did this show, I'd make the ad revenue on my own. And if someone came to me today and said, I'll give you a billion dollars, what would you buy? I'd say I'd win the culture war. I'm not saying I literally could. But the money I'd spend, I'd hire doc- more documentary producers. I'd fund TV shows. We would do comedy. We would push back. We would push, push back. And that's exactly what we're doing right now. Every investment we make to grow the business, selling cast brew coffee, it's because we want physical spaces where we can say, you know what I want to do? I see these Starbucks. They put their leftist propaganda in the windows. You know what we're going to do at cast brew? We're going to put Molan Labe in the in the windows. We're going to put Gadsden flags in the windows. And we're going to have those locations everywhere across the country. That's my dream. And you know what? The people who are helping run the coffee shop, I hope they get rich. I hope each and every person who is involved in building this culture, I hope Steven Crowder makes $100 million. I hope he buys himself a McLaren and a Lotus and a Model Model S Plaid and whatever it is he wants. I don't know. What's the good card these days? You know why? Because I want to send a message to each and every one of, 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 of these people working who are only interested in, 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 in money or whatever, that we will control the access. What I mean? A young person may only be motivated by getting rich. But guess what? If you want to succeed, if you want to be wealthy, be like Steven Crowder. Be like Tim Poole. Be like Sticks Hexenhammer. Be like Chris Pavlovsky. Be like Elon Musk. Support American values, meritocracy, individual liberties, and you can live like a king. That's the message we want to send to young people. The path to success is in American values, freedom, family, etc. So let's get it. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Sad news coming out of Los Angeles. This was reported on last night. We covered it a little bit. We now have more information and confirmation. An elderly Jewish man, pro-Israel, was assaulted and killed by a pro-Palestinian protester. 65-year-old Jewish man in LA was killed. But this story isn't just about the horrifying news that took place in, uh, in California. It's about how the media reported it. It's about how the media is currently reporting it. And it's about how they frame everything in this country as the right. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. 
Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Threat. Many of you may be wondering, or have asked yourself this, how is it that when you, when you watch a channel like Tim Cast or Stephen Crowder, for instance, you hear so much about what the far left is doing, yet they keep acting at an institutional level like there's no real threat from the far left. Take a look at the Anti-Defamation League's heat map. Everything's right wing. Oh, they got some left wing stuff up on there. Some things notably absent. The framing is everything. Appearing on the Culture War podcast, Stephen Marsh, who wrote the book The Next Civil War, said that there are more seditionists on the right than on the left. I believe that is, uh, in my personal opinion, incorrect in its framing. But if a statement was there are more extremists on the right than there are on the left, maybe I don't know. I think it's probable that there are more extremists on the left and more seditionists on the left than the right. However, the right extremists and seditionists are more lethal. That's been one assessment that I've seen that I thought was actually kind of fair. Why is it that law enforcement focuses more on the right? While there may be substantially more far leftists, what we tend to see is what I refer to as blunt terror versus acute terror, meaning that right ideologically aligned ideas or um, I hate to say right, but typically more traditional uh, uh, views or whatever, however you describe it, it's hard to describe anti-left or non-left. They're, they're extremely violent, extremely direct. The left, however, has a wide range of what I refer to as blunt terror in that people getting punched in the face, people getting beaten up, people getting attacked in the street, people getting fired from their jobs. These are not extreme lethal threats, but be, they become persistent because the media doesn't care. But I think the other uh, truth here that must be brought up is not only that Look, I think it's fair to say the media is not going to report at the national level that a guy got punched in the face. But this story right here is a really good example of it. A far leftist, a pro-Palestinian protester, actually, I don't know if they're far leftists, they're pro-Palestine, there's a distinction, reportedly struck an elderly Jewish man with a megaphone, knocking him down. He hit his head and he died. The media has reported it. They've reported that a, a, a man fell and died. That's it. Elderly man falls, hits his head and dies despite the fact that a medical examiner has said it was a homicide, meaning human killed human. I think what we know and what we see from the media and how they treat this and what we see from these large institutions about how they downplay far left extremism, it is all about a narrative and ideology. Before we get started, my friends, click the link in the description below and go watch Infringed, the latest documentary by Lauren Southern, produced by Timcast Media, presented by Timcast Media, with the excellent work of Lauren Southern and John Dutois. I got to tell you, there's a section in this, in the back, that talks about far left ideology and Nazism, fascism, how they disarm and kill people. And my fear is this is the point to make you terrified of the far right boogeyman, because it is always framed this way the far right gun violence, gun violence. They ignore what's going on in Chicago. They ignore what the far left does. Does the ADL have in their list of extremist plots and terror anything related to the far left autonomous zones and the shootouts and murders? Well, 
a cursory glance, I go through this map. I don't find anything. Click the link in the, in the description below. Check out Infringed. It is amazing. It's really fun. It's fun. It's funny. It's informative. Share the doc with your friends. We are going to win this culture war. Let's talk about this story right here. We have more news from the post-millennial. Sheriff rules death of elderly Jewish man in L.A. A homicide. Pro-Palestinian agitator considered person of interest. The Ventura County Sheriff's Office has released information on their death investigation into Paul Kessler, a Jewish man who died after sustaining injuries on Sunday during an altercation with an anti-Israel protest in Westlake in L.A. Footage of the aftermath of the altercation emerged on social media showing Kessler laying on the sidewalk in a pool of his own blood after suffering suffering a head injury. He was taken away in an ambulance and later died. The Ventura County Sheriff's Office is investigating the incident and has not ruled out the possibility of a hate crime. Wow. Upon arrival at the intersection of Westlake and Thousands Oaks Boulevard, responding deputies located Kessler, who was suffering from a head injury. Witness accounts indicated that Kessler was involved in a physical altercation with a counter protester. During the altercation, Kessler fell backwards and struck his head on the ground. Kessler was transported to an area hospital for advanced medical treatment. An autopsy performed by the medical examiner determined the cause of death to be blunt force head injury and the manner of death homicide. The sheriff's office states the incident appears to be isolated and not part of a large effort. Now, this is the important part. This is where they come in and say it is not far left extremism. Not at all. What do you think would happen if a conservative individual struck a leftist, an elderly person, and killed them. They would call it a hate crime. Look what happened with Jesse Smollett. The bias is obvious. But let's go through this. As I mentioned, Stephen Marsh, uh, I, actually, I think I forgot to, to go into details. Stephen Marsh said that there are more seditionists on the right than the left. I asked him for what does he base this? And he said court cases. Okay. When, when a pro-Palestine extremist, perhaps they're not far left, kills a person, are they going to list this as a hate crime? They're saying maybe. Maybe they do. Are they going to call it political extremism? They probably won't. Let's read more. We'll get into this. Photos shared to social media by Christina Buttons, who stated that she got the images from a source who was on the scene, showed both Kessler uh, before and after he was injured, as well as an elderly man sitting on a curb being questioned by police, pointing to a megaphone that lies next to a Palestinian flag. It had been alleged in early reporting that Kessler had been hit over the head with the megaphone by an anti-Israel protester. Kessler was waving an Israeli flag. Now, that may or may not be the case. But the medical examiner is, is determining this is a, a homicide. After Kessler was removed in an ambulance, those protesting for Palestinians and Hamas against Israel began chanting again. Buns reported police had to move them away from the area where Kessler had lain on the sidewalk, his blood still fresh. So I've got some tweets for you. Yasher Ali says, update on the death of Paul Kessler, the elderly Jewish man who died today. The Ventura, Ventura County Sheriff's Office says the medical examiner has ruled his death a homicide. The sheriff was first alerted to the incident when citizens called to report a battery had occurred. Likely what had happened and how it's determined. Uh, so you say he, he hit his, he fell on his head. How can they say that was a homicide? Simple. He has damage to the front portion of his face or somewhere on his head consistent with a blunt strike, which resulted in him falling down and hitting his head. If the medical examiner can see evidence of force used against him and then he fell or there's video and witness testimony then he's going to say this man died because he was attacked. Homicide does not mean murder. It means a, a death as the result of another. So, uh, it, it, you know, 
I think it's side is the death and Hama is the prefix of the descriptor. So you have a whole bunch of descriptors. Uh, regicide being one of my favorite words. That is the killing of royalty. Homicide means a human killed a human. Often you'll see, um, right, and, and suicide being self-harm. So uh, often you'll see reports that uh, this was ruled a homicide. It doesn't mean anyone's being charged with murder. It doesn't mean that anyone committed murder. It just means the death is the result of a human being. They say a 69-year-old man identified as Paul Kessler died as a result of injuries sustained during an altercation at a pro-Israel, pro-Palestinian event, both of which were occurring simultaneously at the intersection of Westlake Boulevard and Thousand Oaks Boulevard. The Ventura County Sheriff's Office is investigating the incident and has not ruled out the possibility of a hate crime, which is to say they're like, hey, this dude killed this guy. Might even be a hate crime. Multiple citizens called the Ventura County's uh, communication center to report a battery had occurred at the intersection. The intersection was the location of the event. Upon arrival, responding deputies located Kessler, who was suffering from a head injury. Witness accounts indicated that Kessler was involved in a physical altercation with counter protesters. During the altercation, Kessler fell backwards and struck his head on the ground. Kessler was transported to an area hospital for advanced medical treatment. An autopsy was performed on November 6th, and the Ventura County Medical Examiner determined it was blunt force head injury as the, uh, and the manner of death a homicide. It's an active and ongoing investigation, and the incident appears to be isolated. So what we had heard is that he was struck with a megaphone. Now, here's uh, Chaya Reichik. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. She says NBC Stealth edited this article after backlash. They initially reported it as a Jewish man just died after hitting his head, leaving out that he was actually killed by a pro-Palestinian protester. I believe this is, uh, yes, this is the account, the creator of Libs of TikTok, of course. And here's the first story from NBC News. Man dies after hitting head during Israel and Palestinian rallies in California, officials say. Sure, they did say that, but they also said it was a homicide. Jeez. Look, they, they even mentioned he was in a confrontation. They changed it. Good. Jewish man killed in altercation at dueling pro-Israel, pro-Palestinian rallies. Here is, this is the Daily Mail's home index page. Pictured, flag-waving Jewish man who fell and died after altercation. Really? Really? And you wonder why it is that there are only court cases about the right? Absolutely incredible. But don't get me wrong. They, they are fixing these headlines because of our pressure, because we people are pushing back. Here we go. Jewish Paul Kessler, minutes before he was attacked with a megaphone and killed in a, quote, hate crime in California streets. That's the new headline. That's the new headline. Here's more. And wokeness says an old Jewish man was murdered by a pro-Palestine activist. The medical examiner already ruled it a homicide. This is the media coverage. I want to push back a little bit. Homicide does not mean murder, but it looks like it may actually end up under the murder law. I mean, murder is trending. It's crazy. This story is taking over. You physically attack someone. And if it is a hate crime, it's going to be murder. Like, I, I, I mean, murder in the literal sense, like for, it's probably for second degree murder. Here you go. Here's CNN. Man in California dies after suffering head injury at pro-Israel and pro-Palestinian demonstrations. Oh, really? Here is NBC News. Jewish man dies after hitting head in altercation. Mm-hmm. The New York Times, Jewish man dies after altercation. This is incredible. NBC4, Jewish man dies from injuries suffered in Israel-Palestine rally in Westlake Village. Now, why do it? Why phrase everything this way? We have another story for you. 
Seven, eight year old British war veteran selling puppies for Remembrance Day, punched and kicked by Palestinian activists. In the documentary Infringed is a great scene. Click the link in the description below. Watch the documentary. We're going to we're going to push this one. We're really excited for it. Lauren Southern did a great job. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lauren goes to Berkeley and asks people, do you want to ban guns? And she meets a guy who says no. And she's like, what? And he's like, well, I'm a gay Republican. So and she's like, do you feel safe? And he goes, not really. This is the fascinating thing. If you go to a Christian neighborhood, and I was talking to Stephen Marsh about this, and he was adamant that there are neighborhoods in this country, right wing neighborhoods, where if you go, you will feel unsafe or whatever. And I'm just like, let me give you a riddle, my friends. Now, Stephen Marsh, let me, let me clarify first. I think he's a good dude. I think he's wrong. I think he's, he's good in a certain sense. I think he's really bad in a lot of ways. He was, he was defending giving adult content to children, to minors. And I think that's very dangerous, bad, and, and, and gross. But uh, I think he's good in the sense that he's willing to have these conversations. That's what I mean. He's a good dude. He'll come and sit down and explain these things. And we need people who have horrible views to explain them. I think he has horrible views. But um, I forgot where I was going with that one. Uh, in, in the conversation, we are talking about, ah, oh, yes, that's right, neighborhoods where he says uh, they're right when you feel unsafe. I don't believe him. And I'll give you a riddle to break it down. It's one of my favorite riddles. You are walking down the road when you come to a fork on your left and your right. One leads to salvation and one damnation. Or we can simplify and say one is going to bring you to a beautiful field of fruits and vegetables and a local village. The other will lead you to a dangerous, rocky terrain in a barren desert where you will likely die. You certainly want to take the route towards the safe location. There is a man standing at each road. One always tells the truth and one always lies. You don't know which one is which. How do you figure out which road is the correct road if you don't know? The, uh, the riddle is actually relatively simple. You ask either one of them what the other would say, and you do the opposite. So that is, if the guy on the left is always going to lie, and the guy on the right is always going to tell the truth, you ask the liar, what's the guy on the right going to say? Well, the guy on the right would tell you the correct direction, but he's a liar. So he's going to claim the guy is going to tell you the wrong direction. Yes, the guy who tells the truth, and he's going to tell you. That liar is going to tell you the wrong direction. Either way, you do the opposite. It's an excellent little algorithm test. But the reason I bring that up is because this is what we experience with the left. This is what we experience with the media. When Stephen Marsh says that there are neighborhoods where they're Christians, and if you go there, they'll attack you. Yeah, that's the guy who always tells the lie. That's what I see. And when you talk to, and let's be clear, the left tells the truth sometimes, the right lies sometimes, but it's tendencies. What we re refer to as the right is an eclectic bunch of varying ideology, but the media lumps everyone together. They call Ian Crossland a conservative. They call me right wing. And I bring guests and they're like, you're right wing. You're not right wing. You're like a centrist. Well, that doesn't exist to the left. And that's the point. So when you constantly hear all of these stories about uh, uh, the far right extremism, let me, let me, let me, let me, uh, here we go. Outrage as Yu Penn Jr. passionately endorses Hamas. 
Do you think the Anti-Defamation League is going to track this one? I got to be honest. They might. Why? Because it's anti-Israel. But when the far left went out in the summer of love and smashed and destroyed, and it was a mass death incident, I'm going to say that again, because the media is not reporting it. The summer of love riots was a mass death incident in the United States. It's estimated between, I think, like 26 to 36 dead. Yeah, that's a mass death incident. The problem, the deaths happened all over the country. And while there were some shocking scenes and viral videos, such as the death of David Dorn, the media does not treat it like extremist terrorist murders, despite the fact it is. Why? Because they align with that extremism. Here you go. FBI investigates after fifth suspicious letter containing white power found at Seattle synagogue. What do we get from the ADL? The ADL claims white supremacists are cheering for this. They're not. That's insane. The actual white supremacists that you'll talk to in this country, you know what they're going to tell you? They're going to tell you they like Israel. Not all of them. But typically the more prominent ones will tell you that the idea of an ethno state enforcing its borders and ethnic majority is a good thing. Why? It's what they want. It's an identitarian ideology. So what they do is they'll lie and they'll say right wing, right wing. It's the dirty game they play. Let me uh, let's see what we can pull out. Here we go. I thought this was interesting. A lethal threat. Why the far right sees more scrutiny than the far left from military times. And what do they say? They say, of course, the right is more dangerous. They say that they look at the court cases. Right. There was there were charges, 353 plots from the right that caused 147 deaths. In the same time frame, far left extremists carried out 126 plots or attacks, killing 23. You see, that proves it. Okay. Well, I think we need a comprehensive uh, review and overview of who's being charged and who's not being charged. Right now, an elderly man was just killed by a pro-Palestinian group. You know what they'll probably say? They'll probably say that's a jihadist, not far left, despite the fact that many on the far left actually align very heavily with this. Fine, so be it. Here's the Anti-Defamation League's heat map. They show you uh, extremist incidents. I've chosen 2020 to 2023, which would, in- would include the summer of love protests, extremist murders. That's strange. I don't see uh, Minnesota. Uh, I don't see St. Louis. Um, I don't see Seattle. That's weird. Hey, wait a minute. I do see Portland, Oregon. Let's pull up the list. Ah, yes. You have uh, two uh, right-wing incidents in 2023 and 2022. Uh, 2022. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is the the total country. Now, we got to go to Oregon. There we go. Now we're in Oregon. Now we'll pull up the list. Okay. Uh, right-wing extremist murder in 2022. Open fired a group of left-wing protesters gathering near his Portland, Oregon home. Told the protest at a park. Smith killed one person and wounded five others before one of the protesters shot and incapacitated him. Smith's internet postings revealed racism, anti-Semitism, and other far-right ideas. Well, that's certainly not good. I'm glad this individual was stopped. Well, hold on. Extremist murder. Left wing. Here we go. Michael Reinhold, an Antifa activist, activist, shot to death a member of a right-wing extremist group during a protest in Portland. Let me break that down for you. An activist killed an extremist. That's what they said. Who was, uh, what, what do they call him? Jay? Was it uh, Aaron uh, Danielson? I forget his name. Sorry. Uh, lit- literally, sorry. I probably should know his name. I believe that was it. He was just a Trump supporter. What right wing extremist group? What? 
Michael Reinel, the murderer, who for no reason walked up to a Trump supporter and executed him in the street, is an activist. Ask yourself why it is. So when Stephen Marsh says that there are more court cases involving the right, that proves it. Then when we see the murders that we've seen, why isn't it far left extremism when the George Floyd riots resulted in 30 plus deaths? Why is it that white supremacist events, white supremacist propaganda, anti-LGBTQ and anti-Semitic incidents all have their own categories? Terrorist plots. But where's anti-white propaganda? Where's critical race theorists? Where's far left extremism? Where's Antifa? Hey, wait a minute. Antifa was firebombing the federal courthouse. Isn't that terrorism for three months straight? And this is the point we all understand. While the ADL does begrudgingly track some of this, the FBI is clearly ignoring it or they won't charge these individuals, despite the fact that we know the far left is engaged in terroristic activities based on their political ideology. White supremacy is listed by the ADL, but you don't end up seeing like, I don't know, the shooter in uh, Nashville. What about that one? Anti-white propaganda. Okay. Tennessee. What is this? Crossville, Tennessee. Right wing. Well, hold on there a minute. Nashville. I don't understand. Nashville's not even listed. We're talking about 2023. There were no extremist murders in Nashville. Now, hold on there a minute, ADL. The manifesto was just released, but even without it, an extremist went into a school and killed children. Doesn't that qualify? No. You see the game? We now know that the Nashville shooter was motivated, at least in part, by anti-white sentiment. Anti-white and also some uh, critical theory Marxist ideology. Candace Owens has a tweet saying there's more to the story. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing it. Rumor is the individual was motivated by a lot of things and seemed to be just, just be crazy. But either way, why isn't this terrorist listed on the ADL's heat map? Right. Because they often omit and obfuscate. And the FBI won't release information on why some, some individuals who engaged in terrorism, why they did. You see how the game is being played. So as you look to the media reporting on this, this elderly man who was murdered, it would seem, understand they're not going to call the deaths from the far left extremist terror. And when they don't, they'll compile a list saying, see, only the right engages in terror. And that's the dirty game they play. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. on the channel. Thanks for hanging out. Check out Infringed at TimCast.com. And we'll see y'all there. Man, heck of a way to end it all. This pathetic video of Zelensky from Ukraine. It really is depressing. It is, man. Look, everybody's making fun of him. Begging for credit. Begging, please, we'll pay you back. I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for military intervention today. The U.S. should not be involved in Ukraine's affairs. Sorry, I just do not see it. And I know it's tough because I know I, I, I say this all the time, but I know people who are Ukrainian. And I'm going to tell them I don't think the U.S. should be involved. The U.S. people do not want to be involved. And it's about time we stopped. I'm sorry to say, but the Russian 
uh, the Russians have won. The Ukraine war is effectively over. I'm going to play this video for you and you can hear it for yourselves. If you can't give us, can't give us some financial support, okay, okay, please give us a credit and we will give you back money. If you can't give us, can't give us some financial support, okay, okay, please give us a credit and we will give you back money. That's so sad. I got to I, I mean it sincerely. It is sad. It is sad. Look, man, I don't like what's going on in Ukraine. The conflict between Russia and Ukraine, I should say the U.S. and Russia. I don't like any of it. I don't think NATO and the U.S. should be involved. But Ukraine can't win this one. And the U.S. can't fund its way into Ukraine winning this one either. There should have been a peace agreement. The deals should have been made a long time ago. And as you can see, for those that are watching, I am displaying the battle map for Ukraine. Russia controls the Donbass region going down to Crimea. They have secured their land bridge, cutting off this region from the rest of Ukraine. They own it. The key shows Russian, Russian militants, Belarus, Transnistria, territories captured by Russian forces. That's it. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I don't know what else to tell you, man. For what reason the U.S. would remain involved in this? We're not going to. And then we have this. Grenade among birthday gifts kills advisor to Ukraine's military chief. Kennedy. Chastyakov, aide to the commander in chief of the army, died in an explosion on his birthday. Now, we don't know who did it or why. The conspiracy theory is that it was internal because the military chiefs are basically telling Zelensky it's over. It's time to stop and we must beg, beg now. Here's the story from The Guardian. A close advisor to the commander in chief of Ukraine's army has been killed. After a grenade amongst his birthday presents exploded under tragic circumstances, my assistant and close friend Major Gennady Chasyakov was killed on his birthday. General Valery Zalutsny posted on Telegram on Monday saying an unknown explosive device detonated in one of his gifts. His death was initially reported as a suspected assassination using booby trapped gifts until further details emerged. Ukraine's interior minister, Igor Klimenko, released a statement saying Chasyakov had been showing his son a box with grenades inside that he received as a gift. At first, the son took the munition in his hands and began to turn the ring. Then the serv- serviceman took the grenade away from the child and pulled the ring, causing a tragic explosion. I don't believe it. <laughs> Are you kidding me? The first story that went around on social media was that it was a bunch of uh, uh, glasses shaped like grenades, and one of them was real. Now they're saying that the kid was holding the grenade and the pin, and when the dad grabbed the grenade from him, it pulled the pin out, releasing the grenade, and the 13-year-old was seriously injured. They said his wife was saying the grenade was still a, uh, in a gift bag her husband brought home. 
Some reports suggest the real grenade was amongst novelty gifts shaped to look like grenades. Yeah, I think it was an assassination. And I think this is the sad end. Ladies and gentlemen, Zelensky says it's not the right time for elections. Is this the democracy that we were supporting? How many of you don't care? Raise your hands. I raise my hand. I don't care about Ukraine. You know, I gotta be honest. I do care about Ukraine because I've been there several times. It's not like some random country. I've covered the news there. Report on various stories. Traveled around Kiev. Uh, You know, it is sad. It is sad. But this is exactly why we should not be involved. And this is evidence of the lie when they said we're defending democracy. No, we're defending Western energy interests. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky said on Monday, it is not the right time for elections. Hmm. And uh, at the end of his five year term, as the end approaches, Zelensky argued in his Monday video address that Ukraine should not have to deal with elections as it continues to attempt to fend off Russia, which invaded Ukraine in February. He previously had not ruled out Ukraine holding a presidential contest next year. The elections are currently suspended in the country under martial law. And finally, the waves of any politically divisive things must stop. We must realize that now is the time of defense, the time of the battle that determines the fate of the state and people, not the time of manipulations, which only Russia expects from Ukraine. I believe that now is not the right time for elections. And if we need to put an end to a political dispute and continue to work in unity, There are structures in the state that are capable of putting an end to it and giving society all the necessary answers. So there is no room left for conflicts and someone else's game against Ukraine. Presidential elections in Ukraine are scheduled to take place every five years, but it's not going to happen. Why? It's not a democracy. You know, it'll happen. I bet the people of Ukraine say enough. The reports are that they're stopping buses, pulling off 50 year old men and saying, you're going to the front line, handing them a weapon and saying, good luck. And what do you do if you run? Horrifying reports as to what happens to these people who are deserting and refusing to fight. Here's another. It goes on. Ukrainian First Lady Olena Zelenska said in September that she did not know whether her husband would run for re-election in 2024. She also said that the time the country's ability to organize a free and fair election could factor into whether he would run for a second term. It will also depend whether our society would need him as a president. If he will feel that Ukrainian society will no longer wish him to be the president, he will probably not run. But I will support him whatever decision he takes. It would seem that knowing this, that the public does not support him, he's just decided there will not be elections. And this is what we're supposed to be funding. There's this quote as well. People are stealing like there's no tomorrow. So I bring you back to this pathetic. If you can't give statement. us can give us some financial support. Okay. Okay. Please give us a credit and we will give you back money. No, you won't. Because people are stealing like there's no tomorrow. Ukraine is deeply corrupt. The United States is using the government, Ukraine and Zelensky as proxies so that we can try and gain territorial control. Now with the expansion of war in Israel, the U.S. is being pulled on multiple fronts. And as Joe Biden and Janet Yellen try to claim, of course, we can support and fund war across the world. We're America. Gosh, darn it. We cannot. It's impossible. The U.S. does not have the capabilities. I want to pause and I want to talk about war. I want you to to think about something. How many? How many people are in the armed forces? What are we like a million? Think about how big the United States is. Think about how big a stadium is. 
Look up the video of Taylor Swift singing in front of 80,000 people and look how many people are there. Multiply that by about 12, 12 and a half. And that is a million. Yeah, you could fit all of those people in like what, one square mile, if that. Probably substantially more people could fit in a square mile if they were shoulder to shoulder. You think about the U.S.'s weaponry and its capabilities, and you think about how big the world is, and people do not understand how actually isolated a lot of military conflict is. Five guys shooting at three guys. Sometimes a lot more, don't get me wrong. Sometimes in big in war, you have 10,000 men facing off with 10,000 men. It's crazy. But for the U.S. to be split between Ukraine and Israel, how many aircraft carriers do we have? 11, 12? And how many are we going to keep in, in which areas? Right. Two of them have been deployed to the Mediterranean. The reality is this. The world is very, very large. And splitting up the U.S. on multiple fronts weakens us. And that may be the actual strategy of China as it, as it moves to take Taiwan. The U.S. will not be able to defend it unless the U.S. hypercentralizes much of its forces in the Southeast Asian region. The reason for this is that Taiwan is, what, 90 miles from the coast of China, from mainland China. So China has full control and their military stockpiled all along the shores. And where's the U.S. going to be? I'm sorry. I, I'm glad to see that this is crumbling down. I really am. It, it really is depressing and sad to see Zelensky say, please, just if you're not going to give us any more money, just give us a loan. We'll pay you back. I promise. No, you won't. It's over. You've lost. Go have your elections. We'll see what becomes of Ukraine. Look, I got to be honest, I don't really care that much, but this seems like it is the dramatic end. So I wanted to give a nice little closing segment. Next segment is coming up at 6 p.m. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. Ah, the hubris and the arrogance. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about, ladies and gentlemen. In this video, it's going viral. You've got one of these uh, uh, studies they do or whatever. They bring six people in a room and they say, rank everybody you think based on intelligence. And this woman's like, I'm number two because I have a PhD and I make COVID vaccines. And then turns out to be, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bury the lead. The stupidest among the bunch. Okay. But to be fair, um, I, I don't think IQ, I think the mistake this woman made is that the assumption that IQ means anything about success. Let me play for you this clip and let's talk about the, uh, uh, uh <laughs> the epic embarrassment, but I'll cut her some slack. Here we go. I'm 21. I'm a high school graduate and I work in the Marine Corps. I'm 30 years old. I have my PhD in cancer biology and I work in a biotech industry. Grad school, I went to University of South Carolina and undergrad, I went to University of Florida. One, two, three, four, five, six. All right, let's pause here. This is what they're doing. Before the IQ test, they're asking this woman with her PhD to rank everyone on who she thinks the smartest is. This guy on the left looks like, I don't know, what is that, like an Asian guy? She said one. She says for herself, two. For this woman on the far right, three. For this individual here, I can't tell if it's a boy or a, boy, a man or a woman. Four. This woman, five. And then this guy in the jacket, she says six. Okay, so that's what they're doing. They're breaking this down. Let's play more. Two, me, I don't know. PhD, <laughs> cancer biology scientist. Oh, I work in a biotech company. We make COVID-19 testing kits. Oh. Stuff like she does a thing like, mm, you know, we make COVID-19 COVID uh, testing kits. Okay, so not vaccines, testing kits and, you know, and all that, like PhD. Okay, oof. 
The arrogance, it feels so good. It has nothing to do with your background. I don't think you really have the highest EQ out of all of us. Tyler, he ranked last for me personally because the way he carries himself. He was ranking intelligence based on his point of view and not taking in other people's point of views. So number one is Raymond. So number sure two enough. would be Kaylee. Number three will be Tyler. And number four would be Shayda. Number five is Sean. And number six is Maria. Sure enough, this guy, IQ test ranking 131, putting him in third place. Hey, this lady was correct. The guy, you can't really see his shoulder. You can only see his shoulder, but it looks like he was the smartest. And then the woman who thought she was second smartest is in fact the stupidest among the bunch. A midwit, as it were. 112. There you go. Group ranking. She was dead wrong. She thought this guy was the stupidest, but in fact, it was her. Now, what does this mean, my friends? What does this mean? I want to go back to the point where she does that stupid Two, little dance. Three, four, five, six. Two, me, I don't know. PhD, <laughs> cancer biology scientist. I work in a biotech company. We make COVID-19 testing. She does this thing where she's like, mm, and she swings her arm like she's so confident in herself. I'm going to cut her some slack, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to cut her some slack. Um, IQ, what does it mean? Seriously, what does it mean? Who is the smartest man in the world? Who has the highest IQ? Do you know who it is even? And does this person do anything in terms of running companies or inventing uh, vaccines or rocket science? Yeah, I don't think so. And I mean, no disrespect to people with high IQs. That's certainly not it. I would not go ahead and assume that I have uh, a higher IQ than any of these individuals. I honestly have no idea. I would assume that it's probably true or whatever, but we first must understand what IQ is. Does IQ mean that you are smarter? Technically, yes. The intelligence quotient. There are a bunch of different factors in how they determine your IQ. And the reason why this young woman may have thought that she was actually smarter than everyone has nothing to do with whether she actually is. It's because she jumped through hoops. But fair point. If this guy who she thought was the stupidest uh, is actually smarter than her. Well, hold on. Hold on. Let's slow down. She said it's not because of his background. His background. Let's, let's go back to the beginning. We'll hear his background again. I'm 21. I'm a high school graduate and I work in the Marine Corps. I'm 30. He works in the Marine Corps. He's not a PhD scientist or anything like that. So him having a higher IQ doesn't actually mean a whole lot. You can have great spatial reasoning, like you're really good at in your head, moving blocks around. One of the things they do on IQ tests is they'll show you a cube that is opened up and sprawled out with a bunch of symbols on it. They'll then ask you, basically, it's, it, I don't know if they still do this, but then in your mind, you have to fold the cube back up and then list where the objects are in relation to each other. There are also other pattern recognition tests, which I'm sure many of you have seen, where you'll see like a box with a dot in it and then like a triangle with a slash through it and then a circle with like a square in the middle. And then it'll show you like three of these and ask you, which is the next symbol in the sequence? Now, I'm sorry, but if you ace that test, what does it really mean? Does it mean that you're going to better understand politics? Does it mean that you're going to be better at making uh, COVID-19 testing kits? I got to be honest, it doesn't. It really doesn't. Probably one of the most important things is not, say, pattern recognition or mathematical ability, although they're important for a variety of reasons. 
I think the issue with IQ is the assumption that the general number just means smarter or stupider. I mean, sort of. It's talking about your general intelligence in a variety of fields and then form a quotient based on the scores you get in all of these. I think I did one a really, really long time ago, and I have like a really, really good spatial and I'm like really bad in other areas. Look, why is a person successful? And what does it matter if they're smart or stupid? And I mean that sincerely. Do we as a society determine that someone is more deserving of human rights or better because they may be smarter? What does it mean then to be smarter? What if someone is not really good at math at all, but they're really good, really good at remembering things? And so because of this, with excellent recall, they can actually put pieces together and better understand outcomes, despite the fact they're not really good at, say, long division. So again, to her credit, I think the big problem here is her arrogance, where she thinks she's number two. The first thing I would say is I was, if I was ever put in a room with a group of people, this is why these tests don't work. If you put me in a room with a group of people and said, Tim, I want you to rank everyone by intelligence, I'd be like, okay, uh, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. I'm probably the dumbest person in the room because I'm not going to be stupid enough. <laughs> Actually, to my credit, it probably says that I'm smarter, that I'm willing to say I'm the stupidest person in the room because I'm not so, so stupid that I would then assume I'm smarter than everybody else. In fact, I'd probably assume, hey, probably smarter than me. But you may ask, but Tim, you run this big company. You talk so quickly. Certainly you must be smart. Perhaps, but I don't know. My IQ might be comparable to hers, 112. Who knows? I don't really know or care. I don't think I'm the smartest person ever. I do remember things well. I actually am pretty good at math, so that analogy wasn't really about me. The issue I think is, it is actually probably stupider to judge someone based on their IQ. Now, the mistake she makes in this video, dude, don't judge a guy how he carries himself by saying he's a low IQ. But more importantly, to everybody who's watching this video and they're like making fun of this woman, I think the funny thing is it's not so good reflect upon you. Yeah, I'm saying because look, it's an out of context clip. They she, she may have said a bunch of things. She looks at this guy and says, I think you probably have a low IQ. She's not saying he's stupid. And now we don't know. I don't know for sure. I always, I always try to be careful because for all I know, a video comes out where she's actually really nice. And she says something like, I really respect you serving in the Marine Corps. I think that's really admirable. Um, it's really awesome. Uh, I, I don't see this, say this in a disrespectful way, but I would assume your IQ is probably lower. That is not to insult you. Some people have higher IQs than other people. It's totally fine. I, I would assume I'd have an higher IQ because of the work I do in biotech. And that, that's a fair thing to say. I mean, come on. If they put you in a room with a guy who's like, I'm a high school graduate, I'm in the Marine Corps. And then you right now, any one of you, what's the likelihood you would just say, that guy's got a higher IQ than me? I mean, it's, it's a silly notion. It doesn't mean you intend to disrespect them by saying they do or don't have a high IQ. This is the issue I take with videos like this. I have tremendous respect for stupid people who do good work. Forrest Gump, come on, look at that story. A guy was dumb as a box of rocks. Yeah, he did ama amazing things. He helped people. And it's kind of sad that he's really dumb, but he's a good dude. That's the story, right? There are a lot of people in this world who do some of the most important work. I don't know about her and whatever biotech stuff, biotech stuff is. I don't really care. My point is the end all be all of a person's worth, capabilities and success is not IQ. There are people who play uh, Olympic athletes, the best in the world and they're worth millions of dollars. Why? They have maxed out their strength stat and their dexterity. 
but their intelligence and their wisdom is very low. It doesn't mean they're good or bad people. It doesn't mean they're uh, uh, successful or failures. Out of everything that we've tracked as humans in the studies, to determine success, there's only one factor that matters, and it is perseverance. You could be terrible at math. You could be completely illiterate, but you might write the most beautiful song ever written. And so your dexterity and your musical capabilities, your creativity are through the roof. Your IQ test is going to be abysmal. This lady, she gets 112. Oh, she's so embarrassed. Well, she should be not because her IQ score is low. She should be embarrassed by being embarrassed. She should be like, wow, I didn't realize. Perhaps the issue is more so that I have more perseverance than some of these other individuals. Perhaps she could have said something like, you're 21 and you're in the Marine Corps. What do you do? Well, I personally think being in the Marine Corps is is based AF and I respect it. If her argument is she's doing more important work, I mean, first of all, the issue is she's older. I mean, it's silly. But uh, which also plays a role in her IQ. Absolutely. Because age is a factor. That's the other funny thing that people don't understand about this. It could simply be that her IQ is lower because she's older than everybody else. But anyway, I digress. Because I think like they divide by age. I don't know. You could simply say, and she should have said this. I work in all of these fields, not because I'm smarter than any one of you, but because of my perseverance and my willingness not to give up and to keep moving forward. Hence, I was able to to achieve my PhD and work in a very tough field. You may be smarter, but do you have what it takes to grind your fingers to the bone in order to succeed? That's ultimately my point. Let's not rag on this lady. I don't know, whatever. But people want to feel good because they think she's being smug and maybe she is. But uh, ultimately, the only thing I, I expect from any one of you you know, people ask me like, you know, uh, do you think I'm stupid or whatever? And they, they or they assume that I don't have respect. No, 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 man. I think everybody's got their specialties. Everyone's got the things that make them uh, unique and powerful and, and potentially successful. But the one thing everyone's got to have, that's that perseverance. And that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I think no matter who you are, no matter what you do, whether you're strong, whether you're weak, whether you're smart, whether you're tall, whether you're short, so long as you have that perseverance and that willingness to never give up, that's what it's all about. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. In this viral TikTok video, a woman apparently has a realization. She wants to be a wife. She wants to get wifed up, but she keeps looking around at all these women, and what does she see? They're a certain kind of, you know, they're very girly. They're very feminine. They don't got tattoos. They don't got nose rings. And I'm seeing a lot of people rag on this lady. I'm seeing people post this clip, they're posting it on Twitter, and they're like, you know, a woman realizes men don't want manly, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, yo, 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 stop. I say stop. I will defend this, this lady. I will defend her. I, I, let's play the video. And I want you to hear what she has to say. It's two minutes where she talks about what she realizes. She's a fitness uh, 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 influencer. She's a muscular woman with tattoos and a nose ring. And she's wondering why men don't want to make her a wife. I'll break this down for her. She's not wrong. I don't see any reason to be mean to people when they're when they're feeling this way. You got to be nice. Here's the video. Let's play. Is it going to play? Uh-oh. Let's refresh it. It's giving me the business. Wait, wait. I just... There we go. Came to the realization why I'm single. Every guy that I'm like, oh, yeah, he's attractive. Okay, this is not supposed to be offensive, but I see 
their wives and they just look like so like you know like, I, I don't know she's like not doing like this, this. okay like, so when she says not like this she flexes her bicep and she is muscular like, you know like I pretend my tattoos are gone <sighs> dude I'm I look crazy like, that's why guys don't want to wife me up. Yes, you are correct, ma'am. This is true. However, there are definitely guys who will wife you up. You just have to find them. But I will agree with you. You've certainly made it harder. And I'll write that down in a second. But let's 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 finish the video. <laughs> and I just come to this realization today. See? Or maybe it's because all of them see me eat sushi after I get out of the grocery store in my car with my bare fingers and drink sweet tea. No, I don't think that's it. Oh, no. Guys. <laughs> I thought these men wanted, like, you know, big, strong. Who told you that? Tough girls. She's just making noise. I don't know. Her. I feel like all of them are, like, like super girly and all these guys are like yeah that's my girl that's just like what does it mean to be girly and why would anyone be surprised that men like being with women who are girly right well we'll get into it. we'll get into it housewife stuff and i'm mm. over here like i own my own business i'm covered in tattoos i'm a little spazzy but that's okay we embrace it is it but yeah i I don't think any guy's going to wife me up because they can't take me seriously. What's well, not that? And I just realized that. Damn. Okay, so uh, this video, getting a ton of play. I see it. It's got 1.4 million on TikTok. It's got a ton of views on Twitter. And guys are basically retweeting this and like, you know, uh, anti-woke accounts are saying woman realizes men don't want manly women, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, let me just say that right off the bat. Who told you young woman? That men want to be with muscular, masculine, tattooed women with nose rings. TV, maybe? Yeah. I talk about this quite a bit. Social pressures on social media and in institutionalized media is telling women not to be women. Now, are there guys who would be attractive, attracted to this woman who is, of course, there are guys who are into that stuff. Everybody's got different tastes, you know different uh, 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 strokes for different folks. You know what I'm saying? Whatever floats your boat. However, I'd be willing to say that she has reduced her uh, dating pool by being a ripped, tattooed, nose-ringed woman. So uh, let's just talk about lowest common denominator, right? If you are a woman and you do nothing, very light if no makeup, normal clothes like a t-shirt and jeans, the range of your dating pool will be maximized. Why? Because you're, you're nondescript. You will fit into the perspectives of many men. If you are a muscular woman with tattoos, there is a certain group of men you are targeting that are like you or like this. And probably go find other dudes who do fitness because then you can, you can work out together. I'm sure that's a great opportunity. I'm sure there's a bunch of dudes who are at the gym who are like, it'd be so cool if my girlfriend came, we worked out together and did stuff like that. I'm sure there's a lot of guys who don't like that. But here's the bigger point. Overall, most men don't want to date men. 
Let's talk about this from the perspective of the woke left and what gender really means. The left argues that gender is just your social behaviors. That's what the law says in many of these states. Therefore, a biological male wearing a dress is a woman. Well, I hate to break it to you, but most males don't want to date other males, even if they dress like women. That's a reality. Now, what if you're actually female, but you start bulking up? You are taking on masculine traits. She says all these guys are with girly girls. They're girly. Yes, because men like the feminine. On average, females like the masculine, males like the feminine, right? And, and people can bounce around in, you know, in whatever way they want. People can choose to like what they want to like. This is the sad story of what modern society is doing to these young women. She must have watched social media or something, and they were like, get fit. What did she say? That guys like big, tough girls. Yeah, there's a few things to this. One, what makes a guy feel good? Accomplishing goals. It is true there are a lot of guys. They feel better knowing that they're able to protect their wife. Their wife needs them. And let's start with that. Why would a guy not want to date a woman who is making a lot of money or muscular? Fear. What does a man provide a woman? Seriously. Traditionally, biological, uh, uh, evolutionary biology and psychology, the man is expendable. The man can sacrifice himself to save the woman. The man provides resources to the woman. The woman has babies. That is not all a man or woman is. But now think about this. Women complain like men don't want to date strong women who make lots of money. Why do you think that is? Because look at divorces. I think there's a stat showing this, that like a lot of divorces are initiated by women who make more money than the man. If the man feels like he offers nothing to the woman, he's like, why should I invest in a situation where I'm not providing anything to this woman? Funny story, huh? So these women who are like, I'll marry this guy. He makes less than me. He's not as tall as, as I am, right? And the issue then becomes for that guy, what is the long-term benefit she sees in me? And that's a sad reality, but that's a reality of, of pair bonding. For a man, when he sees a woman who is strong and ripped, he's thinking her and my priorities are completely aligned. We are both masculine individuals who like working out and getting strong. I hope you find a good girlfriend someday. Oh, you want a husband? Okay, well, you see, a guy wants a wife who's going to have babies. Not every single guy, but this is what I'm talking about, the, the, the range of your dating pool. Most guys want women who are feminine because they have babies and they raise kids and they provide for the man that which the man does not have. Get it? The man's got muscles. He wants something soft. Not everybody calm down. For the women, they are soft and they want the strong. On average, not always calm down. But this is the point. I think that social media has put these views in people's heads that are wrong. And you've got social pressures among mostly women that make them entertain things like this. But I'll tell you what really what I really don't like. I don't, I don't see any reason to rag on her. She seems very nice. I don't know what she does. Let's 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 go to her TikTok. I think she just does a bunch of like fitness videos. She got 40,000 followers. She made I want to be a wife. She's sad. I hope she finds a nice guy. What is what? I, I don't know. She goes to the gym. She works out. I actually think that's a really good thing. Exercising is great. It's a good thing to do. Hey, you know, there's a lot of guys who are probably like she can run from zombies. Can you survive a zombie apocalypse? I bet she can. But anyway, here's my point. Uh, you know, look, I like the feminine. 
but you're you're allowed to like what you like. I think the issue is uh, everything I described on top of that. I just want to say I don't like how on social media everybody's just mean about everything, right? I did a video earlier in the week about this woman who was like, "I've got the second highest IQ because I'm a PhD," and then it turns out she had the lowest. Oh, don't be mean to her. Tell her like, "Hey, have some humility," you know. And she was she was so embarrassed. <laughs> IQ is not everything. It does not determine your worth. Your muscles don't determine your worth. But I do recommend building worth. And that is to say, your muscles can be your worth, right? Your IQ can be your worth. I'm saying work hard, become better. Ignore the lies, man. She says she's just a simple lady that loves humor and bodybuilding. Well, I wish the best for her. She's a six foot tall bodybuilder. Wow. She has one that says, remember, what does it say? I can't read what it says. You call me ugly. Remember, I'm a sick. Oh, it says uh, when you're Oh, it's going to when when you call me ugly. Remember, I'm a six foot tall bodybuilder with a temper problem. You see, I got to be honest. I don't know that that is the kind of thing that will attract a dude. Some guys for sure. But I also want to point out this. She pinned the I want to be a wife to the top of her profile. It's got one point four million views. She knows it's engagement driving. Sometimes you're just getting played on the Internet. I think she's happy as a pig in ish, if you know what I'm saying. And I wish her the best. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.